River Church. Amen. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there. You that are watching and listening. Happy Father's Day. It's going to be an awesome service. Really what the Lord put on my heart is about knowing God as our Father. Amen? Amen. You know, really, that's who has here has a good relationship and with their father. Who grew up, they knew their father, they had a good relationship. Amen? But you know, many people don't know their father. <laughs> they don't know their father, who their father is. Their father either left, abandoned them. And that's really a lot of problems with what's going on in America. We can look at it today. Prisons are full of people. Obviously, they made bad choices. But a lot of it has to deal with because they did not have a father in the house. And you know, the thing of it is, you can have a father in the house and still not have a father in the house. Amen? So, I've said this before, just because you give, you know, you help make a baby, doesn't make you a father. You just become a sperm donor. I mean, let's just face it, that's, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the case is. But there's a lot of fatherless homes throughout the world, but especially in America. You know, maybe you don't know your biological father. You know, I mean, I won't tell my dad's story completely, but my dad didn't know his biological father. You know? And so, that's really something, though, that is... Was that an easy thing to do? To deal with? No. I mean, you want to know. There's a yearning in your heart to know who your father is. Well, the same way is with our Heavenly Father. There should be a yearning in our heart to know our Heavenly Father because I'm here to tell you this morning that if you don't have a Father, you have a Father in Heaven that loves you and wants to get to know you and that you would get to know Him. And that's really the important thing. Amen? So we honor all of our fathers today, but really we should honor all of our fathers every single day. Amen? It should be a regular thing, a regular occurrence. It shouldn't just be something that we do once a year. Amen? Amen. Although, you know, fathers sometimes get the short end of the stick, it seems. Amen? Mamas get all the loves, the love and the, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, they get all that stuff. And you know what? They should get more of it. Amen? Amen. We should. But sometimes fathers are, the, you know, I tell the story of, like, you know, the uh, our kids, as, they sell, as they've grown up, and, you know, I've always played sports with them, basketball, football, we always roughhoused, we always did these things, you know. We'd get out there and play basketball or, or soccer or whatever it was, right? And then they go off and do something great. They make a great play at school. And, you know, you're the one that, like, was out there shooting all the baskets with them and pushing them to the ground so they would get a little bit tougher. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those, I never would let them win. I never would let them win. I never would. I never, like, oh, I'm just going to let you win. I'm just going to take it easy. No, I always, you know, I always won. And still win, really. <laughs> okay, that's debatable. But the thing is, amen, you know, especially playing basketball, if you know our, our Gloria and I, our two boys, I mean, they're tall. So, and uh, they're good at sports. And uh, they get that from... Me, of course. Amen. But no, I'm just joking. My wife is very athletic as well. 
So Pastor Gloria was very athletic, allegedly. Amen? She <laughs> was is the thing. It's past, right? We understand that. It's past tense in a lot of our cases, right? Yep. We was, but, but here it is. You know, I mean, I would practice and do all these things, and then they would go out. they make a great, great play, or they help, you know, win <laughs> a game or whatever it may be, you know, and... You're like, you're so, as a father, yes, yes. And then what do they say? And they ask the, the son, well, what do you want to say? Hi, mom. You know, that's how it always is, right? Amen. Hallelujah. So sometimes fathers feel, I mean, uh, sometimes a little bit left out. You know, sometimes we're the last to know. But, <laughs> but I'm really just, you know, kind of making light of some things this morning, but... The fact of the matter is it's the father's responsibility to do a lot in the household. And that's why there's a lot of problems in America because of the fatherless households that are out there. And the empty households that are out there. The households that have problems and troubles and things. Because the father wasn't there to teach their children, their sons and their daughters of how to do things in a certain way. But just the absence of the father alone is enough to really affect the household. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And so, but the most important thing is that we have a heavenly father. Amen. And so that's really what I'm going to minister on this morning. But let's just pray. Amen. As I open the, the before I start the message, as we open, let's just open up in prayer. Amen. Thank you, heavenly father, that you love us, that you care about us, that you have a plan for us. That your purpose for us, it's not bad, but it's good. That you don't even think bad thoughts toward us, to, uh, toward us. But that you have good thoughts. That you actually, Father, have a plan and a purpose for us. That is for us to have eternal life. But also to be blessed upon this earth. As we have a mandate by you, Father, the things you want us to accomplish. That even today... That you would speak to our hearts. That you would reveal yourself in a greater way to us. As you press in. As we press in to you. And you will then. You will. As we draw near. You will draw near to us. And we thank you for it. Heavenly Father. Touch the heart of people. Everyone that is watching. Everyone that is listening. Everyone that is here. Will be touched by your mighty hand, Father. For you love us. You're not just sitting up there to strike us with lightning. But that you care about us. You are good and your mercy endureth forever. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, that we will come into a deeper revelation of who you are in our lives today. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. But see, and that's really the important thing is, is there's three main things we're going to look at today. When it comes to knowing God as our Father. Amen? And there's three main things, and we'll go through those. But let's go to John. We're going to look at some scripture, and then we'll get into the message. But let's go to John 16. Amen? John 16, verses 23 and 24. John 16, 23 and 24 says, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask, ask the Father in my name, 
He will give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Amen? Isn't that powerful? So as we ask, who do we ask? We ask the Father, and we can approach the Father. Amen? Our Father in the name of Jesus. Very important that we understand that. Amen? It says, ask anything... Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. See, the Father wants to give you some things. Amen? But you've got to ask. You know, the reality is, God is more willing to answer than we are to ask. Amen? A lot of times, we just, we don't, even believers don't know how to approach the Father or how to ask the Father. Amen? For things. But he wants, to, he wants to give you things. He wants to bless you. Amen? So you won't lack any good thing. Amen? A lot of people think, well, my goodness, I can't ask God anything. He, he'll get mad. He'll get upset. I don't want to disturb him. Are you kidding me? That's what he created you to do. Amen? Re- really, that's what he created you to do. Because you have a free will. And he wants you to use that free will... But use it in a way that would please Him. Amen? By choosing Him and choosing to approach Him. Choosing to know Him. Choosing to build a relationship with Him. Amen? And so, He doesn't force anything on anybody. But you've got to ask. Remember, you have not because you ask not. Amen? And that's one of the problems I could tell you is a lot of people... Maybe because people think that they've done something wrong or they've done something where they can't approach God or they can't ask God. Well, it's called if you've done something wrong, if you sin, ask God for forgiveness. Amen? Repent. Because first of all, it's God's will that not one single person perish, but that all come to repentance. So you repent and then guess what? You, can, you go to God and you ask Him. Amen? There is nothing in this world that you can do that God will not forgive you for. Amen? I mean, there's one unpardonable sin, which is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But besides that, amen? Come on. You ask God. You come to your Father. Amen? Well, go with me to John 15, just back one chapter. Amen. Verses 7. Well, let's read a couple. We might go all the way down to 11. Let's see. But that's John 15, verse 7. Let's read through 11. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein... Is my Father glorified that ye hear, that ye bear, sorry, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. 
These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Amen? Isn't that powerful? That this is Jesus speaking. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But what's so powerful is that very next verse as well. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. You know the important thing is that we bear fruit, that we are doing things kingdom-minded for the kingdom's purpose so that we can bear much fruit. That's what brings glory to God. But you'll never be able to accomplish those things without asking God. Amen? Come on. That's where you have to begin to approach God. Many people don't know what their purpose is in life. You know why? They never approach God. They never did business with God. They never asked God. You say, well, how can I find out what my purpose is? That seems like a very complex thing to do. Well, you know what? It seems very complex, but it's very simple. You can simply ask God, what am I to do? And if you did that on a daily basis, even multiple times a day, based upon, look, this is not you going to the buffet and asking God what you should eat. This is not, amen? This is about asking God about the things in life that really make a difference and how you can make a difference. Amen? And that's why many people don't know what to do in life, what their next step is, because they don't approach God by asking Him. God, what do you want me to do? Who's ever been in that situation? Where you didn't know what to do. But then finally, it's like you woke up and you said, God, what do you want me to do? And he gave you the answer. Amen? As a matter of fact, a lot of times, now I'm not going to justify not asking God, but a lot of times God is speaking to you. Amen? And then you have to be obedient. That's another part of it. Because Jesus said, what did he say a little further on here? He said in verse 10, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Amen? And that's really, the thing is, is you're showing Jesus and your Heavenly Father how much you love Him based upon what you do in your obedience. Amen? On what He's told you to do. So, but a lot of people don't know, well, what, I'm, what am I supposed to do? First of all, get into the Word of God because the Word of God tells you what to do. Amen? That is His will. That is God's will for your life. But then you can actually approach God and ask Him, God, what is it that you would have me to do? Look, it doesn't even have to be what you want me to accomplish in life. It should be on a more regular basis. It's not just one thing that you were looking to accomplish in life. Who's looking just to do one thing for God in their life? It's a good starting point, but there are many things that God wants you to do. Amen? Hallelujah. So, that's very important. So we can see that. Then go over with me to Ephesians. Chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Amen? Ephesians chapter 3, let's look at verses 14 and 15. 
For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Amen? Hallelujah. You could see that. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father. Hallelujah. You know, right before that, you can see it's where God making the mysteries known to man. You see, many people don't know what the, what the things in life. They're still a mystery to them because they never approached God. They never talked with God so that God can reveal these things to them. Reveal the mysteries. Reveal the things that are hidden or that, that the world cannot see because the world is blinded. They're blinded by so many other things. That's why they can't see what God's has for them what God's even what God's word because they don't read God's word. They don't commune with God. They don't talk with God. Therefore they don't know what it is that God would have for them. Isn't that right? That's why many people are lost. Many people are hopeless. Many people because they don't know. But what's amazing is it says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You see there's a cause out there. Amen. And that cause primarily is what God has for you to do and how it would affect other people. That's what Paul is saying here to the church at Ephesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Can you imagine? He says, I'm here. I bow my knees to this cause. That you would come into a revelation, but it's going to be through the revelation of knowing your father. Amen? That's the most important thing. It's that you have a father in heaven. He's not just the God that's up there to judge you. Amen? He is a God that is there loving you. Amen? Because He is love. God is love. Amen? He does not just possess it. He doesn't just possess this substance or whatever we want to think of as love. He is love. Amen? He is the source of love. Hallelujah. So, very important. Amen? And then... One last scripture here before we get into some other things is Hebrews 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Amen. Chapter 4, let's look at verses 15 and 16. It says, For we have not a higher a high priest which cannot be touched. With the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen? Look, many people will go through life having all kinds of needs, going through all kinds of problems, having all kinds of issues, and I'm just talking about the body of Christ. But they will never overcome those things until they come to the Father. Amen? And you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You can come. Amen? You can ask. You can request. Amen? You can commune. You can talk with your Heavenly Father. You can build a relationship with your Heavenly Father and He will give you the answer. He will reveal the mysteries. 
He will show you things to come. He will show you and teach you and guide you and lead you by His Spirit. Amen. But it's as you approach God. Very, very important. Amen. Many people don't know how to approach God. Isn't that right? But we've got to learn how to approach God. And it says here we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, we have access to the Father and we can then approach the Father. Amen. And, re- and remember this. When you are a born again child of God, God is on your side. He is for you. He is not against you. Amen. Amen. And we should think of it this way. God good, devil bad. Simple. Amen. Your heavenly father is good and wants only good things to happen to you. You can say, well, how can a loving father allow all these things to happen in the world? Because of free will. It's not God's problem. It's the world's problem. And God has filled us with his spirit. Amen. So that we can solve the world's problems. We can fix those things. Isn't that right? The world's not perfect. The moment you came into this world. It's not perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why my dad would kid me. And really not necessarily kid me. But he would say. You know, because, you know, you go to churches and some churches you don't, you don't necessarily, something, yeah, I don't know if I like this or whatever. And there's, you know, they've got this problem and these issues. And so my dad will always tell me, the moment you show up at a church, that church is not perfect anymore. Amen? But isn't that case? If you, the moment you show up at a church, it's not perfect anymore. Why? Because you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Amen? Hallelujah. But God is going to perfect us. There is a perfecting Process that every believer is going through, me included. Amen? I know I'm not perfect, but I'm headed down the road of perfection. Amen? Because God is perfecting us. But it's only through as we approach God and then we begin to build that relationship with Him. Amen? As a child of God and knowing God as your Father, being in the family of God. Amen? You can approach the Father in the name of Jesus and whatever you ask in His name, you will have it. You will get it. Amen? That's the beautiful part. As a child of God, we must realize. You see, I think any child of God that would say, well, God's mean. You may not be a child. You may be serving the wrong Heavenly Father because He's... Do you understand? There's only one Heavenly Father and He's good. You might be serving, what I mean to say is you might be serving someone else that you think is the Heavenly Father, but it's not. Amen? Isn't that right? Because you know the Father is good. He is good. So number one point that I want to make this morning is about approaching God. But when you approach God, approach Him as your Father. Amen? You can come to your Father. Amen? Your Heavenly Father. You know, I know many people deal with this and they struggle with it because even in the natural, they cannot go to their father. Their father is mean or their father is grumpy or their father, maybe your father in, in the natural, in, the, in, in, in this world, your father is abusive. Or your father is a drunk or your father is whatever he may be with all his imperfections. But you know, the reality is 
Your heavenly Father is nothing like that. Your heavenly Father is love. Amen? Your heavenly Father, He loves and cares for you. Amen? He's nothing like that in the, in the natural sense. of being a drunk or a drug addict or being a thief or being what, going out and doing whatever they're doing and, live, and being in and out of prison, whatever those things are. Beating people up, abusive, whatever it is. That, that cannot, that's not even your heavenly Father. Amen? That's not a reflection of your heavenly Father. And it's unfortunate because, I tell you what, fathers, hear me this morning, that if you had a relationship with your heavenly Father, you would be the most wonderful, outstanding Father there is on the planet. Amen? Because then you can be, when you have that relationship, when you've approached God and you've allowed God to deal with those things in your heart, Look, I just, I'll tell it, it doesn't apply just to fathers. It applies to every single person. You cannot change those things in your life. But your Heavenly Father can change those things. Amen? Hallelujah. He can change those things in your life. Those shortcomings. Those things. Those areas. Those problem areas. Amen? So, but you've got to approach Him. There is more that depends on you than it depends on God. Amen? That's right. Sometimes that's the hardest thing. Isn't that right? We're waiting on God. God's waiting on us. But there's more that depends upon us. It depends on what you do. So there is more to you approaching God than God approaching you. Amen? There's more for you. And that's the thing is many of us, we don't take time. Amen? Look, today, classic case. Many people sending text messages, which I don't, don't even get me started there. But anyway, but you know, today they'll call their fathers. But what about all the other times? What about the other days? Amen? That's how it is. Many people, they'll call, God, call upon God. They'll talk to God one time a year. That's how many people do. They talk to their father, their earthly father, once, one time a year. They'll tell them, thank you, you're a great, happy Father's Day. Thank you for being a good father. Right? One time. And that's how, but that's how people treat their God the Father. Amen? That's how people treat Him. They, one time. I mean, come on. Wake up, America. Wake up. Amen? No, no, I'm serious. It's not just through this one time. What child would not approach their father to ask him for something? For what he needs. Or better yet, what child is afraid to approach? You know, I can see in the natural that would be the case. But you don't have to be that. That's not the case in heaven. Amen? He's not gonna, God's not going to strike you with lightning or send down fire to destroy you because you come to Him because you need something and you're asking Him for something. He actually wants that. He actually desires that. That we would come to Him. Amen? Can you imagine it even in the natural? If there's a father, a loving father, that his son or his daughter needs something, but they refuse to go to ask, that hurts the father. That would hurt to know that. My, my, my son, my daughter needed this. I, ha- I could help them, but they would not come to me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's terrible. That's a ter- but you know, see what I'm saying? Many a times that's what people do. They just won't do it. They just will be stubborn. They will not go... To their heavenly father when they need something. 
And you can approach your Father and He loves you. Amen? He's not the old, my, old, old, old man upstairs. Amen? No. That's grumpy. No, He is loving. So can you imagine... Better yet, what child is afraid to approach their father to just spend time with him or hug him? Amen? Or so on, whatever. Just No, that's what I mean. I tell you what, as a father, the kids coming to hug, I mean, just to just to come and just hug me, say I love you, appreciate you. Amen? That's like you forget it. What do you want? What do you want? Amen. I mean, now it's a joke, they're older, but, you know, it's like, oh, Dad, love you. What do you want? You know? You must want something. What do you need? Amen? But, you know, that's just it. That's, that's in the natural. God's not a man. Amen? God is God. And so, whatever my kids need, Amen? Come on, out there. Whatever your kids need, right? You want to give it to them. You want to bless them. As a father, I mean, you want to give them whatever they need, whatever they want. Amen? Amen. Yes, you teach them responsibility. Yes, you teach them things. Amen? Look, I'll tell you what, it's not a bad thing. My parents, they did not buy me a car. Did not. They said, we'll never buy you a car. We will not buy you a car. You will buy your own car. You will work and buy your own car. And guess what? I worked and I'm... I bought my first car. Amen? My parents didn't buy it for me. You know, a lot of people, they do. They just, they give their kids things left and right and give them whatever. Noah, he got his car. Amen? Amen. Nathan, he'll get his car. You know, that's how it works. Amen? But it's through that responsibility. So it's not like you just... Because I tell you what, people too, then the kids... Go off, they, when they're handed everything in life, then they go off and guess what? They think everything's going to be a handout. Well, it's not. There's some work to it. Amen? You have to actually apply yourself. And guess what? If you do something, you mess up at the, at the workplace, you don't call your parents to come in and fix it for you. But that's how life, that's how many cases are. Kid goes off to college, messes up at college, parent has to come fix it. They go off this, to work, first week, they show up late every day, they did, guess what? They expect the parents going to go in there and be able to fix it. That's not how it works. Amen. That's why you're saying, well, why is, why is all this stuff going on in this world? I just gave you the, the scenario. They think you just go and do whatever you want. And that God's going to come in and fix it for you. When you make the messes. Well, God wants to teach you some things. Amen. Amen. He has to teach you some things. So you don't make messes anymore. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. But you know how to do things the right way. And that's why God has given you his word so that you know how to do things the right way and how you can do them the wrong way. Amen? So, so what is keeping you, and that's what I'm going to ask this morning, what is keeping you from approaching your heavenly father? Amen? Is there something in your life that's keeping you from approaching your heavenly father? Because here's the thing is, your father loves you. Amen? He loves you. He wants you to get to know Him. And He wants yes. to get to know you. Amen? Yes. And the other thing is, why is that? Because in that, whatever you desire, He wants to be able to give it to you. Amen? But it's through that relationship 
And we'll get into maybe some of that. It's That's what's going to help you to make sure that you're desiring the right things. Amen? That's what happens. That's one of the jobs of the Father. Amen? That He gives you the right desires. He gives you the desires of your heart. Why? Because they're no longer your fleshly desires. They're His heavenly desires for you on this earth. Amen? Think about that. That should just get you excited right there. Amen? So remember, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen? Yes. Yes, that means you. That's me. Amen? See, prayer then, when you learn how to approach God, prayer then becomes conversation between, if you really want to know what prayer is, prayer is a conversation between a father and a child. That's what prayer really should be. It's a conversation between a father, our heavenly father, and us, the child. Amen? The child of God. But many times we don't treat it that way. That's the sad part. Amen? I mean, we come to God like He's an attorney that we, have, we just call on whenever we need help. My goodness, you're in trouble if you think that way. Amen? We simply come to the Father as a child would come to their Father. Amen? That's really, we come to God. That's how we come to God. Just like a child would come to their father, that's how we should come to God. Amen? There's nothing formal about it. That's what I'm trying to say. There's nothing formal about it. It's childlike in our approach. And the other thing is, it's without reservation. Right? It's without reservation. It's just complete trust. and complete. Amen? Isn't that right? Isn't that how it should be? Isn't that how you want your kids to be able to come to you? Without any reservations. You know, that's one of the things we did. We established even, even at a very young age, our boys. Is that right, Pastor Gloria? Yes. No matter what it is, you can come with. No matter what. So they've come with some things to us that we doesn't necessarily, you know, liked or agreed with or whatever. But you know what? We didn't never, we never once judged them for it. Amen? Why? Because it was their decision. But when they finally came to us, amen? And most of the time it wasn't, I mean, it's nothing terrible. It's nothing, you know what I'm saying. But it's because they knew they needed our help. They needed, you know. And a lot of times, praise God, because of an open relationship with your kids, where you're not just judging them and always like condemning them and always, but when you have that loving relationship, you're always there to help. You're always there to support. You're always there to love. Amen? So they come to you about all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Yes. You know, I would never be overwhelmed by whenever they came. Amen? But many parents are that way. They just overwhelm. God is never overwhelmed. Amen? Amen. So parent, you shouldn't be overwhelmed. You should really be teaching your child how to approach God. Amen? Because you're a reflection of that. Isn't that right? Amen? So you talk to that child. You talk to that child just like God talks to you. Amen? But that's only going to happen with that relationship that you have. Amen? See, the Father longs for your companionship. He longs for your fellowship. He longs to bear your burdens. He longs to carry your load. Amen? Yes, He does. He longs to do those things. He does not want you to carry them. He wants to carry them for you. Amen? 
Philippians 4, 6. You say, well, well, are you serious, Pastor? Really? God wants to bear my burdens. He wants to carry my loads. He doesn't want me to have to worry about things. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Be careful for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Don't fret about anything. Amen. That's what it says. It's not saying like be careful. It's saying don't worry. Amen. Don't let it affect you. Hallelujah. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about a thing. Come to God. Amen. That's what it says right here. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's why you come to God. You could be going through whatever it is, having this thing or this thing you've got to tackle, this this problem. You don't care about it. Amen? You don't worry about it. You don't dread over it. You say, hallelujah. I'm a child. God's my father. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. And he's going to solve it for me. Amen? I already know. I'm already thankful. I'm thankful I've got a Father in Heaven. He has a way out for me. He has a way of escape. Amen? He has a a way that will open up. May look impossible. But with my Heavenly Father, what might be impossible with me, what might be impossible with man, is possible with Him. Amen? With prayer and supplication. You see, it's about approaching God. Why many people get into a problem and then that problem begins to grow and fester and begins to increase and get worse, it's because they didn't go to God first. They try to do it, they try to deal with it, but they never approach God with what the issue was. Amen? Isn't that right? And so they got themselves in a bigger mess. Amen? Amen. If you just go to God every time, amen? I mean, I could even go a little bit further there because actually if you spent time with God, God would have warned you about the thing in the first place. Amen? First right. Peter 5, 7 says, Casting the whole of your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you Watchfully, Isn't that awesome? That's how God thinks and cares about you. That's what His actions are towards you. But you've got to do what? You've got to cast all your cares on Him. All your anxieties on Him. Amen? All your worries. Any concern. Amen? Cast it on Him once and for all and let Him have it. Does it belong to you? Amen? So don't rob from God. What? Pastor, I'm robbing from God because I have problems? Yeah, they're not your problems. They're His. Amen? So don't rob from God. He paid the price. Jesus paid the price for those. So don't... don't. Anyway, I won't even get into that. Jesus came to save us and bring us to the Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father's love to us. Amen? Remember, I mean, we all know John 3.16. What does it say? 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. For God what? He loved the world. He loved the world that he gave. Amen? He gave his only begotten Son for you and for me. Amen? We don't have to go to a devil's hell. You see, that was a revelation. Jesus actually was a revelation of God's love. Amen? Biblically, there is no family without a father. Amen? Biblically. And really, that's how it should be even in the physical. I mean, there is no... I mean, there should be. That's how it should be. There should be in the world no family without a father. I mean, well, first of all, if you don't have a father and a mother, then you can't exist. Amen? God has ordained fathers and mothers. Amen? Hallelujah. But biblically, there is no family without a father. This revelation brings security and purpose to us. Amen? That revelation that you are the family of who? Of God. God your Father. Amen? Look, this, this message this morning might seem so basic. So just, but it's so foundational. Because without this, and I'm here to remind you today, amen, that there's a, you have a Father in Heaven that loves you, cares about you. You can go to Him anytime with anything. And guess what? He created the universe. He created everything. Amen? There is nothing too big or too outlandish for Him. Amen? Isn't that right? So there are three, but I'm laying out a biblical principle here. There are three basic functions of a father. Amen? Of a father. Priest, prophet, and king. Amen? Amen. Priest, prophet, king. Number one, as priest, he represents his family to God. That's what you do. Fathers, amen? They represent their family to God. Number one. Number two, as prophet, he represents God to his family. Whew, this is powerful stuff when you get a, grab a hold of this. Fathers, you're going to be changed today. Amen? When you come into the revelation of these three things right here, these are awesome. So number two, as prophet, he represents God to his family. Number three, as king, he rules his family on the behalf of God. You are not fathers to rule your family with an iron fist out of the flesh. You rule your family, amen, on behalf of God. How would God treat the situation? How would God treat the family? Amen? Powerful when you think about it. So three, priest, prophet, king. Let me break those down one more time or give them to you one more time. As a priest, he represents his family to God. As prophet, he represents God to his family. Amen? As king, he rules his family on behalf of God. It's a very selfless thing, amen, as a father. 
as a father should act and behave. How a father would represent his heavenly father in the family. Amen? Isn't that powerful? When you see the revelation of that, what really priest, prophet, and king mean. So I've been dealing with right now, number one, of about approaching, approaching God. Amen? But now the number two point is fellowshipping with God as your father. So you can approach God, but now we, we fellowship with God. Amen? Do we only go to God when we need Him, or do we go to God to spend time with Him? See, that should be a question we should all ask. Am I going to God because I need something? Are your prayers always because you need something? Or are you going to God because you want to genuinely spend time with Him? Amen? Big difference, right? Sometimes people only go to God... They only go to their Heavenly Father when they need something. When there's a crisis. When there's some sort of request. Oh, I need this. No. We should be spending time with God. Because the reality is, as you spend time with God, guess what? God knows everything that you need. Amen? He knows everything you need before you even ask. And I believe that would correct a lot of problems. Is if we spent time, genuinely we wanted to fellowship and spend time with God, amen, it would solve a lot of problems. Because guess what? Your needs would be met without even you really asking. Why? Because it's in that relationship. It's in that fellowship. Amen? It pays to be acquainted with your Father in heaven. Amen? When you do, he will speak to your spirit and reveal himself to you in a powerful way. Amen? See, when you're genuine, when you're spending time, he will speak to you. He speaks to your spirit and he reveals himself to you, who he really is. Amen? And who he wants to be in your life and how he wants to operate in and through your life. Amen? And how you should represent him. Look, we, we joke about it all the time. I do things like my dad. There are things now I start to do. And I say, I rebuke that. You know, Gloria say, that's your father. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they're not always the things you like necessarily. But, <laughs> but, but then there are all the things that you do like. You know what? My dad does that. That's the very thing my dad does. Who can relate, right? You've done something, you're like... That's my dad. So, my kids and my wife, they'll make fun of me, you know, because I'll, be, I'll do something my dad does. That's your dad. That's your father. But you know what? The reality is that's how we should be. Wouldn't it be awesome if then your family said, oh my goodness, you just did what it said in this scripture here. You're, you just did what our Heavenly Father does. Yes. Wow. That would be the biggest compliment you could receive on earth. Amen? Out of anybody. You just did something was so loving that has to be the Father, our Heavenly Father. Amen? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Think about or Get a revelation of that. Catch that right there alone. Amen? But you know what I mean. I mean, you do those things that your parents do. He's like, oh, that's a... But you see why? Because you spent time with them. Yeah, don't even get me started on Pastor Gloria. 
Because <laughs> she does things that her father does. Amen? You know, but see, that's why it's very important. We as fathers, as we do things and we do them the right way. Because guess what? Our children are going to start impersonating us at one time. Amen? Why? Because it was instilled in them. They grew up like that. They had the DNA of that. Amen? When you're around something. That's why you see people, look, and I see it, I've seen it work, work both ways. But unfortunately, most people that are drunks, their kids are drunks. Because they grew up about it. That was a lifestyle. That's what they did. Amen? But you know, that's why you have to say, you know what? And look, I will say this. This is the good news. If, if your father was a drunk, you don't have to be a drunk. Amen? Amen. You can say, I will not be like that. Amen? Amen. Look, it gets a little ridiculous because my dad, he, look, he didn't have much growing up. I mean, they lived in a, a, a house that fit on a slab. They slept in the same bed. All the kids did for a long, long time. So when it comes Christmas time, my dad has to buy everybody like a minimum of 30, 40 gifts. I mean, it's the craziest thing. It's ridiculous. Amen. But it's because he didn't have, so now he wants to show. You see, he learned with the relationship with his with the Heavenly Father, with our Heavenly Father. Amen? Come on. It's not different. Your Heavenly Father, His Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father is not different than your Heavenly Father. It's our Heavenly Father. One Father, we're the family. He's the Father. Amen? And so, but you see what I'm saying? So it just gets, <laughs> you say, ridiculous. Yes, ridiculous. He has to buy so many different presents. Why? Because he didn't have that. Amen? So he wants us, he doesn't want us to experience what was bad, or what was the lack, or what they didn't have, or the poverty. He wants us to ex- experience lavish everything. Amen? There'll be boxes, literally boxes. We get boxes with presents. And I'm talking every single one of us with cash. I mean, not just presents. I mean, you get all kinds of stuff. Some of it's out there, you know. I don't know how many slippers I've got. But see, he wears slippers and he's trying to get me to be like him. Ain't going to do it. You know? <laughs> but isn't that right? So, you know, but, you know, but they're just, it's over the top. So you see, but see, that's the reality. Is That's what I'm, I want you to get a revelation of today is God wants your life and you to have things over the top. Amen? Come on. Because the reality is, God, see, this is the difference between maybe our heavenly fathers and God. Is guess what? God never lacked anything. He would never, there's no poverty in heaven. He's not up there saying, we need to sell the pearly gates to pay off the debt for the, for the new pavement we put in, the gold roads. No! The, the streets are paved of gold. Amen? You see, there's no, he's not saying, oh my goodness, we've got to pay this debt and that debt. No. You see, he's never had lack. He has abundance. More than you can ever desire. Matter of fact, he is preparing a mansion for you in heaven. Amen? So, you can see, the thing is, there's no lack. He wants that, guess what? On earth, he wants you to experience the fullness of what he has. Amen? Amen. It's not just for when you get to heaven. Like I like the way that, that John Osteen used to, used to say it. He says, everybody's waiting for the sweet, sweet. Well, I'll get it one day in the sweet by and by. But what about the nasty now? You see? Yes. Amen? Well, it shouldn't be so nasty now. Amen? Because God has everything, every resource, everything for you. He wants to give it to you. Why? Because He's a loving, heavenly Father. Amen? Yes. You get that this morning. I mean, I get excited about this. Amen? Amen. Come on. 
Well, I think these messages have probably been challenging more to me and to Pastor Gloria. I mean, I just tell you, I mean, they're really just like opening our eyes to some things. Amen? Hallelujah. So you can see that. But what's interesting is people don't know how to have a conversation with God. Isn't that interesting? It's like they don't know how to have a conversation with God. Have you ever heard anybody that prays? You know, you could tell if they have a relationship with God. If they're in fellowship with God. A lot of it just comes, it's the moment that comes out of their mouth. Amen? But a lot of it comes when you see, when you ask them to pray. And they'll pray. God, 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 God. Thank you, God. This God, that God. You know, whatever. It's like, what kind of, I mean, do you talk to your parent that way? Do I talk? I don't, when I talk to my dad... Dad, thank you for this. Dad, Dad, I thank you for that. Dad, Dad, I thank you for Dad. Thank you for helping. Dad, Dad, thanks for doing this. Thanks for picking this up. Dad, Dad, Dad. Do you talk to that way? I mean, you know what I'm saying. But a lot of it comes out, in, you know, in people when you ask them to pray. I mean, I'm just saying, if you pray like that, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but it has something to do with your fellowship. Amen. You should be able to just fellowship with God. Amen. Amen. Because the first of the matter is, I mean, the point of the matter is. He knows you're talking to Him. He knows who you're talking to. Amen? God, 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 God. God bless this person. God, oh, we thank you. God, oh, oh, God, thank you. God, oh, hallelujah. God, oh, thank you. God, you know what I'm saying? Have you heard people like pray like that? I just, I hear that and I wonder, man, they really, do they know, first of all, how to approach God and have they actually had any fellowship with God? Because you don't talk to God like that. You would not talk to your parent. Who talks to your parent? Who, Who expects your child to... To say, Dad, every other sentence, every other word, every other... You know what I'm saying? You don't. Is that right? Am I right? Okay. Sorry if I kind of like sat on that point for a while. But you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make a point. Amen? I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I'm just saying, our fellowship, we need to change some things. Amen? Come on. We need to change some things. Hallelujah. You know, the thing is, I heard a story of a preacher... And this is the reality of it. Is I heard a story of a preacher who was preaching in a certain town and he stayed at the pastor's house. So he's there at the pastor. And what's interesting is he was in his room alone, but <laughs> he actually heard the pastor talking to another pastor about him. Because his pastor was talking about him and telling, talking about the preacher, how the preacher is just weird. This is a weird fellow. He talks to himself. He spends so much time talking to himself or talking to nobody. He has an imaginary friend. Says, I don't, I've never heard the guy even pray. I never even heard the guy. This is the pastor talking to another pastor. Because what had happened is the preacher staying at his house in his and the and the preacher is staying in the guest room. And the pastor's walking down the hallway and here's the guy talking. And he goes, he's just talking, carrying on a conversation, a regular conversation. He said, it was like the guy, and this is what the pastor said, it was like this guy's like a child. He talks like a child. That's what he said. This preacher is weird, he's strange. Because the pastor was being nosy, and the pastor was eavesdropping on him, and he can hear him in there. He's talking to somebody. Who in the world is he talking to? Nobody's come into the house. There's not a phone in that bedroom. He can't be on the phone. Unless somebody came climbing through the window. 
But nobody climbed through the window. And he says, I even cracked the door. This is the pastor talking bad about this preacher to another pastor. He says, and I even cracked the door. He's sitting, he's just sitting on his bed with his eyes closed talking to somebody. Well, guess what? That pastor didn't know what prayer really was. Amen? Because that preacher was talking to God. That's how he spent his time. Just talking to God. Just talk to him. Just like, a, just like you go through. Just like you would talk. Amen? Yes. Just normal. Just regular. Having a conversation. And the thing about it is that pastor thought it was strange. Or thought it was weird. But it really tells you where that pastor was. Because he didn't even know what prayer was. Because that's really what prayer is. Amen? Just having a conversation with God. Just carrying on a regular conversation. Amen? So, many people think that's strange. But isn't that how that would be normal to me? Talking with God. Amen? There is no... No one any better to talk to than your Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen? Amen. There is no one any better to have a conversation with than your Heavenly Father. Amen? There is no one any better to talk things over with than your Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. There is no one any better to talk to about family problems than... With the Father who is the head of our family. Amen? Amen? The body of Christ. The family of God. Amen? There's no one better. As you train yourself to fellowship with the Father according to the word. Through prayer. Then you will know the voice of God and what God says. You see you begin to train yourself. Amen? And then you begin to know God's voice as you fellowship with Him. Amen? Very important. Amen? Because what does God say? My children know my voice. My children. That's why you be childlike. That's why even talks many scriptures. Amen? Hallelujah. That It's childlike. You've got to be childlike to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that what it says? What's mind-blowing is God... Of the universe is our Father and we can fellowship with Him. And prayer becomes our conversation with the Father. Amen? That's how it works. We can fellowship with our Father in Heaven who longs to fellowship with us. Very important. Amen? So number, number another point here I want to make. He's your Father and you can approach Him. Number two, I'm just covering what we... Number two is, He's your Father and you can fellowship with Him. Amen? And then, we'll look at the third point. God's out to help you, not out to get you. Amen? He's not up there with a big fly swatter to swat you every time you do something wrong. Amen? It's more important for you to know how to pray than it is to do your job or have a career or run a business. It's more important for you to know how to pray, how to fellowship, how to, how to approach God. Amen? Because this is where we're getting into relationship. Amen? 
It's more important for you to know how to pray than anything else in life. It's more important that you know your Father and how to approach and fellowship with Him because you're going to build the relationship with Him. Let's face it. There will always be issues and crisis and troubles in this world. God never said there wouldn't be trouble. Amen? God never said you're going to have a perfect life. Look at Psalm 91.15. God said, He, that's you, shall call upon me. That's your Father God. And I will answer him. That's you. I will be with him. That's you. In trouble. And I will deliver him. That's you. Amen? That's what God says. God said, He, that's you, shall call upon me. That's God. Call upon Him. Amen? And God says, I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble and I will deliver you. Amen? Isn't that powerful? So God never said it was going to be easy. God never said you weren't going to have trouble. Matter of fact, He says you're going to have trouble, but call on me. I'm going to get you out of the trouble. Amen? You see, that's the thing is, we got to call on God. Amen? So God never said there wouldn't be any trouble. He said there will be trouble in trouble, indicating that there would be trouble. But as my child knows me as their father, amen? Are you getting this? And know how to approach and fellowship with me to pray, to converse with me. I will deliver him. He didn't say, I might deliver him then. Right? He says, I will deliver him. Hallelujah. So, very important that we know that. Know how to approach God. So, like I said, number one, approaching God. Your father, number two, fellowshipping with your father. And number three is building relationship with your father. Amen? Building relationship with your father. And I'm going to close with this. Amen? With this third point. As children of God, we need to develop a prayer life in our lives. Amen? We need to develop a prayer life. Prayer should be a lifestyle. Amen? Look, your relationship with people has a lot to deal with your lifestyle. What you're doing in your lifestyle. Won't get too in-depth into that. But we should develop a prayer life in our lives of constant communion with our Heavenly Father. Amen? That's building relationship. A constant communion that we constantly... You know, I mean, you could hear and read about stories of Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth wouldn't go by what? 20 minutes? Without talking to God? One time he was driving. They were having a conversation with somebody. They were driving somebody. Somebody was driving him somewhere. They're headed off. And it was probably like 30, 45 minutes. And he says, wait a minute. Stop the car. What was their problem? We haven't talked to God. It was too long. Amen? He recognized. He real. Hold on. Wait a minute. You see, it should be a constant thing. Look, Smith Wigglesworth did it like that. That was the relationship he had. Amen? So it's not about what his relationship was and you trying to develop what relationship he had with God. It's about you developing a relationship with God. You have a personal relationship. Amen? 
So it's not necessarily doing what other people did and your relationship's going to be the same way. No, you, you don't want that relationship. You want your relationship with God. Amen? Isn't that right? You got that this morning? That's why you could read about what people did. That's wonderful. That's great. That was their relationship with God. But God's more important about your relationship with Him. Amen? Hallelujah. And it should be constant. It should be a continual thing. Amen? As children of God, we need to develop a prayer life. Amen? That is constant. It's a constant thing. Amen? A relationship is not just based off of selective events. Or only when we need something. But based on developing constant communion or time with our Heavenly Father. Amen? Did you get that? That's what a relationship. Not just based off an event. Oh, happy Father's Day. That is not... You know what? I'll tell you what. Many people today will call someone who is not their biological father. But it's who raised them, who is the one who helped influence them. It's the one really who had a relationship. Amen? There was that constant relationship. That constant, you see what I'm saying? Many people will. will call somebody that is not their biological father and wish them happy Father's Day because that's who they had the relationship with. Amen? Isn't that right? Too many people, or too many times, we only rush to God in a time of crisis. Come on. Let's just be honest. Let's be transparent. When our relationship should be built, where our Father is our ever-present help. Amen? Isn't that powerful? He's our ever-present help. That's because we are always, we're ever in His presence. Amen? We're ever in our... You want God to be your ever-present help? Then be ever in His presence. Amen? Hallelujah. If you're always in His presence, if you've got that relationship where you're always... He's always there. He knows. Amen? Matter of fact, He'll warn you. He'll talk to you. Why? Because there's an open line of communication. Amen? Some of you, sometimes just like in relationships, where maybe they had a fight with their parents, or a fight with their father, and so they left, and they hadn't talked to their, their parents, or they hadn't talked to their father in 10 years. 20 years, whatever it is. It could be shorter, it could be longer. They never, they never did after that point or whatever. You know what? That's unfortunate. And I, I pray that, that relationships are going to be reconciled today. Amen? That something's going to spark. But import, most importantly, that your, your relationship with your Heavenly Father is reconciled today. Amen? That your Heavenly... Rec- See, that's the thing. is Maybe you got mad at God because He did something. He didn't do it. Maybe you lost a loved one. God didn't kill him. God didn't kill him. If you want to be mad, be mad at the world. The world. Be mad at the enemy. Amen? It's the enemy that took that person's life. Amen? If they went before their time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, many people are mad at God and they haven't talked to God in 5 years or 10 years or 20 years. It's time to reconcile with your Heavenly Father. He loves you. Amen? Look, I want to say this. Paul said, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord, Jesus. Amen? This is so important. 
of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You see, we need to stay in prayerful relationship with our Heavenly Father. That's what it's about. It's not religious. It's not formal. It's not, you know, and people try to make it so formal that they have to talk to God like they're talking to the president or talking to some king of some nation. You need to be respectful, but you can come. You are a child of the Most High. Amen? And you, he doesn't want, he doesn't want all that stuff. He doesn't want all that stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're going to roll out the red carpet, roll out your heart. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you want to roll out the red heart, the red carpet for God, just roll out your heart. Tell them your heart. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them how much you need them. Tell them how much you got to have them. Amen? Come on. Because He loves you. Because God is your Father. He tells you to approach Him, to fellowship with Him, and to build your relationship with Him. Amen? You know, this is the most, the thing I could do to, to, to best honor even my father today is through this, because this is what he's talking. Amen? You see, and that's a responsibility of the father. The father has a responsibility to what? Priest, prophet, king. You are a representative of your heavenly father. Amen? And I tell you what, America would be a lot different. This nation, this world would be a lot different if fathers would begin to represent their heavenly father. Amen? Our Father in heaven. Amen? Amen. On earth. Look, even the Lord's Prayer. Look at how these things. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Amen? I mean, are you actually demonstrating, Father, that that's actually a reality? Amen? In your life, that you demonstrate that to your family? Hallelujah. So there's so many different things. But I could tell you this morning, whatever it is, turn it, turn it. Turn it over to your Heavenly Father. Amen? You should not have a worry. You should not have a concern. And guess what? If you're mad, if you got mad at God for something, it's time to come back to Him. Amen? Come on. Because it's not His fault. He loves you. He cares about you. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's just pray this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I pray, Lord God, that today... People have a revelation of who you are as their Father. That they will begin to approach you like never before. And fellowship with you. And build that relationship you want to have with them. Stronger than ever before. I pray that people, that maybe they got mad. That Father, they come to you. That they are reconciled to the Father. That even they will, whatever it is, that even if they got caught up in things, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and let them know. Wrap them in your loving arms for you're their heavenly Father. Reveal yourself to them today as the heavenly Father. And your love will just right now envelop them, overtake their lives, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now you that are watching and listening here today, first of all, I want to introduce you to your Heavenly Father. If you've never been introduced, you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You see, the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. 
Jesus died for your sins so you don't have to go to a devil's hell. He made a way. Your heavenly father made a way. For you. So that you can come to him. That you can spend eternity with him. You don't have to go to a devil's hell. Because Jesus 2,000 years ago came, died was in the grave, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven. Now he sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father. Whew, that's powerful. Interceding for you. So if you don't know if you were to breathe out your last breath, that you would go to heaven. Today is a day of salvation. Don't delay, don't put it off. But you can come to the Father. Through Jesus Christ. And as you give your heart to Jesus today, he will save you. And he alone is the one that can save you. No other name but the name of Jesus that a man can call upon to be saved. So you can be saved today. And you can be then welcomed into the family of God. But then there's a group of people I want to talk to. Maybe you walked away. You're like the prodigal son. You walked away. You left the father's house. You left the family farm, so to speak. You, you, you're off the reservation. You got away from God. You went and just said, you know what? Maybe one time you served God. You were born again, but you said, I'm going to live my own life now. Whatever it was. Maybe it was something that hurt you. Something affected you. I don't know what it is, but you turned your back on God. You know you're backslidden. It's time to come back to Jesus and fall in love with Him all over again. And to build that relationship with Him and your Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit. So you can come to Him today. So... Maybe something came and rocked your world. Maybe something was devastating in your life and it just got you off course. We don't care what the mess is. God doesn't really care what the mess is. He cares about that you would come back to Him today and give your life to Jesus. That's really what it's about. That you would turn your back on sin, turn your back on the world, turn your back on the flesh and come back to Him and serve Him and follow Jesus once again. And you know, you know, just do a temperature check. If you're anything but a five burning on fire and hot for Jesus, if we were to look at a scale of one to five, you say, I'm not a five. I'm not doing that. I'm not serving God. I'm out of his will. I know it. I'm not winning souls. Then it's time to come back. Amen. Come back into the family of God. Hallelujah. And thirdly, if the devil keeps lying to you, telling you're not saved, you're not born again, today is the day of that lie to be broken off your life. And that, that, the love of the Father is just going to overtake your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And the truth of him and his word is going to destroy that lie. Amen. Because he loves you and you're saved. Hallelujah. So pray this prayer. Make a confession of faith today. Out loud. Repeat this after me. But believe it in your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you and I confess Jesus who is your son, your only begotten son, I confess Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. And I thank you, Father, that you made a way that I can come to you through your son. And as today, I repent and I ask for forgiveness of all my sins. I turn my back on the world. And I follow you Lord Jesus. I am saved. Father. I believe by your power. 
You raised Jesus from the dead. And I am right now a child of God. Thank you for saving me. Now as a child, teach me by your spirit. So that I reflect what you want in my life. That I am an ambassador for Christ Jesus as a member of the family of God. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for filling me. I thank you all the old is passed away. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I am saved. And I thank you now. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. As you prayed that prayer, you became a child of God. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. And now see, you can approach God. You can, you can know Him as your Father. Amen. And approach Him. Approach God as your Father. You can fellowship with God as your Father. You can build a relationship with God as your Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome today? Amen. Amen. Were you blessed today? I just really felt that. And that's the best thing is we want to obviously honor the fathers. But most importantly, we want to honor God, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Daddy God. I mean, you know, that's just it. I mean, you don't have to be so formal about it. You can call Dad. You can I mean, call your, your Heavenly Father. Dad. Daddy. Amen. See, that's where the relationship I can go to my father. Hey, daddy, can you help me with this? Yes, as a grown man. Absolutely. Because that's who he is to me. Yes, he is my father. But he's my daddy. He's my dad. Amen? It's the relationship. Isn't that awesome? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow seed. Get involved in what God is doing. Amen? To invest in the gospel. To be a part of a soul winning church. We've had over, since we started the church, over 30,000 decisions for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're believing for a lot more. There's a lot more that we're going to do. We will see South Texas shaken by the gospel being preached, but demonstration of the gospel. Amen. Amen. By the fire of God. And you all get to be involved. So sow a seed. Also your tithes, your offerings. Do what God tells you to do. You that are watching and listening, you can participate always by going to www. Dot rivertx.com and you can click on donate be a part of what God's doing or you can send a love gift to the River Church PO Box 6375 McAllen, Texas 78502 be a part of what God is doing, amen hallelujah, so we're going to pray you that have your tithe, your offering as you sow seed today God will bless that seed, just hold it in your hand I'm going to pray over it, thank you Lord God that this seed is blessed, that we give it with a grateful heart. Father, thank you that we can participate and we participate by being obedient to your word, what you've instructed us to do according as we give our tithes and our offerings, Lord God. Hallelujah. That we want to go above and beyond. We want to give our very best. We want to do your will. And this is your will. This is you make a way so that we can be blessed, that there will be multiplication. This seed will be multiplied. You have put power in the seed 
And that power is the power of multiplication and it will multiply and a harvest is on our way. We expect it, but we are so grateful. We thank you for it and what it's doing to impact eternity in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead, pass the bucket. Hallelujah. Thank you for being part, even you that are watching, you that are listening. Be a part. Amen. Happy Father's Day. We love everyone. God loves you. And we will see you next time. Amen. So, praise the Lord. God bless.